Like put like a shoe on it. Like grab what? my grab my Air Forces. Seriously? Uh, all over the all over Nike one. Bottom no, the bottom, right. Not the bottom. Just for for sake of ease. But now no, all over print. All over print. Nike. That one. Yes. Did you get those for free or did you buy those? I got them for free. I wouldn't have drink. bought that. This, well, I don't know. I don't, just don't know is, with you. This is the most, I don't even know what to describe this as. I don't feel this like that's This is the most though. ghetto streetwear setup whoa, whoa. that we got going on right now. Can you extend it? Alex has no, just fashioned a, a counterweight for the mic stand out of an Air Force One. Alex, how are you? Doing well, thank you. What's happening with you this weekend? Uh, I'm opening my first photo show here in Hong Kong. How did that happen? It happened out of uh, pure charity. No, I'm kidding. It happened because a friend of mine who owns the gallery that I'm showing at basically had a free space for like a, a couple of week period. Okay. And it's a new gallery space relatively. And so he's trying to kind of make... Uh, I guess a name for himself mm -hmm. in the world of like galleries and event mm -hmm. spaces as well. He's been looking for just interesting people or creatives to like partner with. And so Greg, who's my friend who owns the gallery, McNamara Art Projects, basically approached me and said, hey, do you want, do you have something you could do inside the space? I guess he was sort of aware of my photography. And so we said, yeah, let's put a photo show together. So having said that, how did it tip into the overall theme of what you're showing and what is the theme? The theme is uh, just a single word right now. It's called flower. And Is it quotation marks flower or is it just flower? It's technically quotation marks, but that was more for the logo. Okay. So you don't have to verbally say quotation marks flower. Noted. <laughs> Thank you for that. Just, Didn't want to look stupid. Just clarifying. <laughs> Make sure. Um... It basically just developed because at the time, I think when he asked me about doing something, I was in, I want to say I was either in California at that time or I had just gotten back and we were like in the midst of shooting a lot of the weed stuff that we were doing. So it was one of those things where number one, I knew practically that I just had a lot of like photos to use. Mm -hmm. So I was going to realistically be able to put something together. And then number two, when I started thinking about it a little bit more, I thought, hey, this could be kind of interesting. Like the topic of weed and cannabis in California is super expected, I would say. But outside of like a legal state like that, it's not as much a part of the conversation. So I think to do a show like this in LA, as an example, wouldn't make as much sense necessarily. But to do it in a place where it's not as big of a variable in people's everyday conversations, I thought would be interesting to do in Hong Kong. Have you had to approach the subject with sensitivity while talking about it or with press? I have to a degree, but I also like the theme itself is also more than just weed. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was called flower, not weed, for example, because <laughs> it's a combination of like weed flower photos, but also other floral stuff that I've shot or shot for the show. So in a way, I wanted it to be still kind of accessible. It definitely has a skew, but I wanted it to not be just too one-dimensional. So when I talk about the show, it's less actually about like, hey, this is because of this, this, and this as mm -hmm. it pertains to the weed world. It's more about talking about it in the larger context of like all the floral work that's in there. Did you ever contemplate the legality of it or is there any sort of murkiness? 
I did for sure. Like actually when I finish this, I got to do the finish the interview for David and the Neosha guys because they're doing an interview just online about this. When I put my responses together, I actually asked Lindsay to read over them and see what she thought. And she, her feedback was actually, I shouldn't do the interview because some of their questions were about like specifically weed. Like anything else I had talked about before was more like, this is a photo show. And some of their questions were specifically like, what are your thoughts on like weed in Asia and like weed this, weed that. And so her feedback was, I shouldn't do it. I ended up deciding to do it, but there was the question of like, well, all of a sudden, if on the internet, my name is associated like weed and I want to travel to China, is there going to be an issue? When I talked to David about it, he said no. He said that they do like cannabis stories all the time. Mm -hmm. But that was definitely something I thought of because of the sensitivity, I guess. It's interesting because I think that as it becomes more, I guess, mainstream in many ways and people look towards various places in the world for guidance on how to tackle it, whether it's like the United States, whether it's parts of Europe. Like I was talking to someone about cannabis in Israel and it's pretty open and pretty accepted as a medical sort of form of of treatment, right? So it's like that is in many ways how the conversation has traditionally gone. It's already been interesting even in the pre-prep for the show because... Like I said, I'm not the type of person that I have this like agenda that I'm trying to push through any single thing that I do, like some overarching like social good or something. But I, I did know that I wanted to do a photo show that was not just about like, oh, here's like eight cool images. You know, I wanted to have like something that was, I guess, the DNA of it beyond just nice photos. And so it's been interesting because simple things like some of the florists in Hong Kong have reached out to me on social media and been like, hey, this is interesting. Like, can we come to the show? And even oh, really? simple things like cool. that where they're more like the expatty floral places, like the ones that are in like IFC or Lane Crawford. Yeah. But some of those people are kind of like tuning in, which I think is sort of just interesting because who knows how that might overlap at some point in the future yeah. with what they do. Yeah. Do you think not being able to talk so directly about weed here in Hong Kong and Asia reduces the impact of your show in any way? For sure, but I think it sort of needs to a little bit out of necessity. Mm -hmm. For example, like when we did the wheat paste, I had like the show location and like date and everything on it. And then when I kind of thought about it, I was like, it would really suck if I did the show and the wheat paste was like a photo of like a weed plant and it got misinterpreted and like the opening was, you know, foiled by like the police showing up in like the worst case scenario, right? So I was like, well, I'm not trying to like ruffle any feathers in a bad way. It's Mm -hmm. more about like bringing people together around something that I feel like is ultimately a good thing, you know, and change the sort of dynamic or conversation in a certain region of the world. Can you actually describe the photos? The way that I should describe them is their still life botanical photo (laughs) works. But the way that you want to describe them is? No, I was, they're just like still life photos. It's a lot of like super clean, like uh, either individual flowers or a couple like arrangement pieces that I just worked on with some friends in LA. There's actually like no human element to it. It's all just like different arrangements or individual flowers or plants. You mentioned that it was an existing body of work. How do you think it would have changed had you known that you were shooting for a show? How does that influence how you look at the work? I think I would have done it a lot differently. Like what was the use case 
for these photos prior to them actually being involved in the show? Or did you just shoot them for the sake of shooting them? The theme for this show actually developed out of sitting on a bunch of photos that I had no use for, really. Like, I, out of a personal curiosity over the last year or two, was shooting a lot of stuff in California, like centered around weed, just based on the access that we had gotten through Macon for like stories that we had done through relationships that we had built. So, it, a lot of it, to be honest, was a very functional thing of like, okay, this space is here, the dates are soon. What do I have that I could use for it? Um, but through the process of it, what I sort of like have learned is the value of maybe shooting against something with the intention of showing work, mm. which I never thought of really before. And to be honest, I've never really taken photography as serious as I would say I have in the last four weeks mm. because photography was always like a footnote to like a job yeah. for me. You know, it was always like a compliment to a task. Yeah. You know, like for making stuff, it's always there's a story is the goal and photos are a part of it. Or with agency work, the client thing is the goal and photos are a part of it. Right, whereas when you have a show, it becomes art. Yeah, totally. And not even in like an art way, because I feel like that sounds pretentious, but you're right. But like in a way of you're doing this work for the sake of the work mm -hmm. is a different dynamic to think about when you're taking photos. And it was actually much harder like when I shot because I had to fill in some photos. And it was so hard because I had like all these SD cards and I just hated them all. But they were good photos. Like they'd be good for a making story or they'd be good for, you know, some yeah. editorial. Yeah. But for the sake of what I was shooting for, I was kind of like, ah, misses a mark here, misses a mark there. What would you say was your criteria? One of the themes that I knew I wanted to integrate into the show was a color theme initially. And so at first I reached out to Ariel, who is the owner of a store called Mr. Green in Los Angeles kind of like a weed lifestyle shop or store. He sells everything except weed, like all the lifestyle goods around it. And he's also like a talented designer um, and a really strong like product person. So he did the branding for me, which was really cool. Um, I got to work with him on that. So the color was like the first theme that just was simple because I could look for colors and I could sort of shoot against that. Um, and then I think beyond that, like, I would say that I've probably like subconsciously brought in other colors. Like the first project that I ever worked on was the Sherbinsky stuff, which we branded orange. So orange is a big part of the colors that are used in this show as well. You know, you were saying that you were looking through your SD cards and you were like, all of them were slightly off. Would you be able to describe like what about it made them feel off? Oh, that's hard. Good question. I mean, some of them just sucked. Like the composition <laughs> was just bad or they were out of focus or like... Most of the photos I take pretty much suck. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, I, I feel kind of like there's a few that I that are in the show that I decided on. For me personally, maybe for nobody else, but for me personally, when I looked at it, it, like, it had a couple of other meanings to it. Mm. And I don't, like, that's not really anywhere in the show. It's not like, I don't have, like, a paragraph next to it explaining it. But, like, that was criteria. If, like, I could look at it and kind of be like, hey, this reminds me of this, that, and the third, then I would be like, okay, like, that's a part of the edit, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to just being like, hey, this is cool looking, but right. it, what is it, you know? On the topic of Ariel and Mr. Green, you actually kind of turned this ad hoc show, like it just came up into a thing that you're doing with friends. And yeah. I was wondering if that became like part of like a conscious, if that was a conscious decision that you made after the show fell into place. It was a conscious decision after the show was confirmed. 
but it was informed by, I think, like a philosophy that I try to keep in mind at all times. Although doing the show was the most tangible, like, form that I've ever applied that mm-hmm. philosophy, if that makes sense. I remember when I was growing up, people would always say like, oh, never work with friends. Don't ever work with friends. It's like the worst thing you could ever do. Or like sitting in an office full of friends. <laughs> yeah. Pretty and much. then, I mean, I'm sure you guys would agree, like the last however many years of your work life, it's like been characterized by this spattering of like working with some strangers, but nine out of those strangers would often become friends if yeah. you like worked well with them yeah, and yeah. Then vice versa. So I think I decided like this show is like, I never, I didn't want to take it too serious. Number one, I didn't want it to be like, this is all about Alex and this is like fine art photography. Like I didn't want it to be like that. I just wanted it to be like this project that like people could get excited about do an opening reception with like Ariel from Mr. Green, Mike from Chinatown Market, all the Memories Lab guys that we have that are friends that are doing the printing. Derek, whose studio is like in the building next to my building, who I frame with all the time. Um, obviously, like making everybody here. Uh, Matt from Yardbird doing the food. Raf mm-hmm. from Fernet doing that. Yeah, it's just a cool thing that everybody can kind of like create something around, and everybody has thus far seemed to like take fulfillment from it. Yeah, I would say that in general, it's a bit of a rarity to have sort of the opportunity to bring people together on such a large scale because. As you know, it's hard to get people together in any space in Hong Kong because it's so small. So art yeah. galleries generally, it suddenly becomes more than just art. It's like really, it's sort of like a coming together across multiple sort of creative outlets, whether it's food, drink, yeah. fashion, fashion, photography, etc. Yeah, totally. And in many ways embodies, I think, you as a person and you wanting to touch all these things. But Mike, I also have a question. Everyone knows what it's like to be maybe a sort of like a digital first artist creator anyways. Like a lot of stuff we create doesn't really end up in the real world as you know it. So like, how would you describe the feeling of seeing your photos, not necessarily printed because you've printed photos, but done at the scale that you've done, which how big are they? Pretty big, right? A couple of them are pretty big. A couple are six foot wide, not including like matting and framing by four feet. What's that a metric? Just kidding, just kidding. But, I, but to that point, it's like, it's kind of different too when it's like, this is created under a different pretense. And like, I think that's another thing too, is that. It's, it's a totally different context because people yeah. will be approaching that work. For example, you did the wheat paste. People are approaching it on the street, on the sidewalk. Yeah. And then in a in a space is just, a physical space is very different from looking at something on your screen. Yeah. Yeah. None of the stuff that I've done for the show is like groundbreaking or it's not like anyone, no one's ever done it before, but it's like, for me, it was a fun way to take a lot of the creative ideas that either I've applied to other people or to other projects or had in my head and just sort of like have a small vessel of doing them for myself, you know? And a lot of that has been about, I I think like, uh, sort of eschewing that like fine art style of like this is a formal event like there's no RSVP list for the dress code? opening there's no dress code <laughs> um, it's probably gonna be a lot of sneakers and hoodies <laughs> um, no there's there's none of that stuff because it was like well what's the point of doing this if you know myself and my friends can't actually just go and have fun and enjoy it and so even simple things like when I w- I actually wanted to print them bigger than that six foot by four foot and my printer 
like, I guess I should have known this before, but my printer was like, hey, you know, like that's the max width that's considered like fine art photography printing when it's at, well, it's, he gave me a metric dimension, but it's about six foot by four foot. He's like, anything beyond that becomes classified as like large format commercial printing or advertisement printing. Cause I had this vision of like, there's a one massive wall in the space and I wanted it to just be like a floor to ceiling wall, like of a massive big ass photo. And he was like, well, you could do it, but you shouldn't because it's not fine art. Oh, that's so And then had it actually had CNY not taken place, I probably would have tried to print elsewhere for that because I wanted it to have that big format. Scale, look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But stuff like that that you learn through the process of doing this that you never think of when you're like, oh, I have a 2,000 pixel photo I need for an online post. Right. How easy or hard was this whole undertaking? It was very easy because I had a lot of friends helping, for sure. That's also the other selfish reason why I had friends involved. <laughs> it would have been way harder had I not been had a lot of friends. Like Greg giving me the space, basically. Uh, Ariel, Mike, all those guys did all the designs for stuff. Yeah. I mean, we collaborated on it, but like basically they did the pixel pushing and the production and everything. It was it was incredibly helpful because it allowed me to basically just focus on the work which I probably should be doing for the first time I'm like doing a show. And what does what do you think this means for Alex Malin as the sort of gallery photographer? Alex Malin, comma, <laughs> photographer. Yeah, whatever that may be. I don't know. It's funny. I was typical me. I was thinking less about like doing the show maybe again or doing another show. I was so, I like loved the branding so much of it. And I was like, this could maybe just become a brand. Like maybe there could just be a brand like flower and I could like make a brand out of it. Do you so think, I don't, I, yeah. Do you think there is, do you have an interest in doing another show? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would like to. But not necessarily in the same thematic context, just any show. The only two things I've thought of this far are maybe replicating the show, but continuing to do it in regions where it's sort of offbeat to do mm -hmm. like a, a cannabis centric show. Like I have no interest in actually doing it in LA, even though we probably have more resources in a place like LA to do it. I just feel like it doesn't add anything to the conversation there. Whereas yeah. if you did it in, I don't, Japan, let's say like actually, Japan, you know. Like Tokyo, for example, because Eugene was sharing a resource with me, the CEDO weed price index that says Tokyo is the most expensive globally. Right. Yeah. So places like Tokyo, I think, would be primed for sort of a show like this. Because, like, again, I I think, I mean, I hope that it's kind of comes off as such, but I wanted it to be kind of straddling the line. You know, like I could have done just roses or I could have done just weed, but I, I wanted to try to fuse it a little bit. So we'll see. I mean, only time will tell if, <laughs> if anyone, uh, I mean, if it actually does kind of like know, move something... the needle at all. It, it's going to happen this weekend and I think you never know who's going to come through those doors and email you inquiries, right? Like you yeah. kind of set a ball rolling by yeah. doing this. I feel like the merch side is like so key. Yeah. Like I think that's kind of the underlying like secret weapon in your back pocket because it just changes everything, right? Like where you have a retail space, you can have this concept and then where you have an art gallery space you can also have merchandise you know yeah. like you've kind of doubled up on where you can be presented yeah but the product has been fun because like i wanted to price the art number one at a price point that would like cover all the costs of like doing printing it and framing it and everything 
but also like at a price that would still kind of marry marry the like fine art world, but also like something that still people could like buy. So I don't think that everyone's going to be able to buy like a framed piece of work. I mean, I hope I sell a few. Be nice to move some work. But I mean, I, also the reality in Hong Kong is not a lot of people have six foot by four foot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'd be space. surprised actually if those sell, which I'm going to have to figure out what to do with those if they don't. But the whole other side of it was like, I imagine there's going to be a lot of people there that like want to be a part of it in some way, shape or form and aren't going to have a place for a six foot wide framed piece of art. So there's lies like teas, stickers, tote yeah. bags, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. Uh, so the shirts that I did with Mike, we came up with the idea of fusing Flower Market in Hong Kong with his brand Chinatown Market. So the the logo is basically like called Flower Market no. instead of like Chinatown Market times Flower or something. It's like Flower Market. Does it have a photo on it as well? I didn't have time. We thought of this too late. I, I had to go with a different producer that didn't screen mm. photos. So it's just logo based. Mm. But it's like taking... It's basically taking his uh, Chinatown font and the smiley and like reappropriating it into a graphic. Are you nervous? No, not really. Was I talking to you about this earlier? No. I was talking to someone and I told them I feel like I already got the value that I wanted from this. <laughs> <laughs> kind of already mentally like, been like, okay, I sort of did mm, it. You mm, know what I mean? Mm. So I'm like happy with what I've learned from it so far. Because originally we weren't going to do even an opening. <laughs> initially because it was like well it's coming up soon are we gonna you know like number one like how are we gonna get it all together what would the opening be like should it just be like a show that's up and then people can go in the gallery and see it but then circling back to the earlier conversation was like well I want this to be something that's like actually kind of an experience not just like a hey it's there and if you pop in you can be there for two minutes so I think the opening reception is was more important for me because it is more inclusive I would say Matt is cooking uh, chicken finger sandwiches. Oh, of course you uh, <laughs> wrangled them into that one. That is perfect for you. Yeah, that's going to be pretty good. 